Generational Wealth University. Join the community on Discord by visiting www.generationalwealthuniversity.com. Discussing and providing resources on generational wealth, stock options, investing, business strategy, reseller sources, credit, taxes, real estate, and much more. Join the community on Discord by visiting www.generationalwealthuniversity.com and keep building generational wealth brick by brick. Generational wealth, that's the key. My parents ain't have shit, so that shift started with me. Generational Wealth University, building wealth with financial literacy in stocks, real estate, credit, reselling, taxes, and more. Brick by brick, classes in session with Generational Wealth University. What's going on, everybody? This is the Teacher's Lounge, and I am your host, Brandon, but you can call me Shooter, and this is episode one. What is the Teacher's Lounge? The Teacher's Lounge is a platform, a podcast, where we're going to sit here and talk about different life experiences with some successful people that I personally know and have relationships with. We're going to teach y'all about generational wealth. If you haven't followed Generational Wealth University at IG, please do so now. Join our Discord but enough of the promo stuff, man. We're going to jump right into it, man. I got a special guest to join the Teacher's Lounge for episode one. Episode one is called Oceans 3, and we're going to talk to you about why it's called Oceans 3, all right? Every episode attached to the Teacher's Lounge is a personal uh, is a personal message between me and that guest. And so we'll talk about the Oceans 3 movement or whatnot. But anyways, I got a special guest here, one of my closest homies, man. This guy right here. We used to be in the Navy, got out of the Navy and did nothing but big things. I'm talking about bachelor's degree, master's degree. And now he's currently working in the media space. He started off as doing as an actor. Now he's on the ownership side of that house with Common Ground Media, doing big things, man. Super proud of this dude. Just the overall, just, you know, smooth, devonair, good guy, young king. And we're going to sit here and talk to him about you know, making changing your mind state and kind of crossing over and getting into uh, getting into a space that some people may feel like they're uncomfortable. We're going to talk about how he started off um, getting into this acting and then involving and getting into the media and being behind the scenes and creating because this guy's creating so much content, man. I'm legit movies, people like you. <laughs> You know what? I'm not even going to hold it. I can't explain it. I'm going to let him explain it. That's what you're here for, man. It's the teacher's lounge, man. We sharing our life experiences, man. We're going to take you through the the what have could have been moments and how we transition 10 years later and break it back down. And, you know, it's your boy Shooter, man. But no, no further ado, man. I'd like to introduce you guys to my ace boom coon, Mr. Carlos Butler. Everybody stand on your feet. Let's go. <laughs> hey, what up, boy? How you doing, man? How you doing? How's I'm everybody cool doing? Man. I'm cool, and I see you got the beard. You got the beard out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know it's 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 that it's that season. You know, just um letting it grow a little bit. You know. Hey, you got to, man. Hey, man, it looks good on you, pimping. Looks real good on you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I'm I'm happy hey, to be here, man. Thank you for allowing me to be here. So much, so much uh, pressure. I mean, it's episode like. 
the pilot episode. This is the start of it. So yeah, yeah man, let's get into yeah. it. Let's get into hey, it. You, hey, hey, it's pressure on both sides, man. You know, I haven't done the <laughs> podcast thing uh since since I, I had to talk to me nice show with the sports right. and everything and you know with the pandemic hitting and everything and it just didn't feel the same man when Kobe passed away so I kind of just kind of like stepped away from it and uh I respect but here that. we are but here we are back at that. it man on a whole yeah. different type of wave man I'm trying to I want to educate our our communities man I want to I want to bring a different mindset to the communities and I think with this teachers lounge thing and having you on here to kind of talk about uh you know how it all started from you know what i'm saying I, I think it's important you know what i'm saying so right you know to kind of kick things off like who is carlos butler oh man that's um that's a good question it's one of the things where i think i spent the latter part of um the past five years figuring that out to be honest with you it's been one of those things where the natural evolution if you really have your eyes and ears open and you're you're trying to learn not only about your surroundings, what's around you and how that affects you, but who you are. And to answer that question, um, I think I just kind of break it down in some, you know, some key words. Um, Carl, who is Carlos Butler? Um, Carlos Butler is a creative. Carlos Butler is uh, a brother, an uncle, <laughs> um, yeah. a, a mentor, yeah. especially to my nephews, um, an educator, hopefully. That's why I'm on the Teacher's Lounge, uh, a collaborator. A student as well, because I, I firmly believe in continuing continual education. You, it doesn't stop once you get that piece of paper or when you leave a high school or or whatever. It's something that continues to go. And then uh, finally, um, I'll say Paul Butler is um, uh, an individual because there's there's only one. <laughs> there's only one me. I mean, I'm a I'm a junior, you know, but there's yeah. only one. There's only one. <laughs> You know? Yeah, even with being a junior, man, you're you know, your traits are different from senior. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's only True. one of you, man. And uh, just knowing you, I have to agree with all those things and above, man. Like uh, it what one thing that kind of like spoke to me the most was um, your creativity. Right. Like I know you personally. Right. I've no, I've know all your your ventures from the music industry. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? From the clothing industry. Uh, yep. doing a little bit of modeling as well too <laughs> very With little me. very little <laughs> <laughs> hey hey those days where you call up like hey i need y'all to come model this and they don't show exactly. up like, you know what i gotta but, put that hat on let's but let's not let's not get it twisted the modeling came from because i was cheap i could afford me to model my clothes you know so that. you know <laughs> you know so that's that's the creative side you know but um right man. <laughs> hey rinse and reese and redo <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly Sometimes you got to do it man especially you know when you're hustling man you know we're not blessed yeah. to have these large budgets or this or these Facts. large trust funds just as you know whatever Facts. endeavor we have we just throw money in it man we got to learn and i think that's the beautiful thing about it because i've seen i witnessed your music career i witnessed the mm -hmm. clothing launch i witnessed the the modeling and, mm -hmm. and now we're on now you're on a different voyage you're on a different path and you know i want to i want you kind of talk about what got you into acting right so acting kind of right. unlocked the door for what's next right. what we're going to talk about but i want you to kind of explain to the people you know what led you to 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 joining get into that acting realm um that's a very good uh, question well the, the genesis of it really started back in high school to be honest with you um when i say i'm a creative i really mean that 
Um, I started, I used to sketch in high school. I, I took art classes and all that. So, um, and even like you spoke about our time in the Navy, um, you, you got to do something to kind of get you through a lot of rough times. A lot of us listening to music for me and right. listening to music. Then I started to write music and I had to learn that my creative streak started. I, it's always been in me. It just would re-manifest itself in different facets throughout my life. So. I right. spoke about the music side of it. Yeah, I wrote music, performed, released two albums. That was cool. Um, the clothing side of it was another facet of that creativity. And then from that point, um, it's just like what's the next avenue and, and getting into acting was really, I just auditioned for a short film. Um, and when I auditioned for that short film and, and I got it and I was actually able to get in there and, and, and perform and be in that role and be in that character. It was yeah. it was something like, it, it just unlocked something in me at that point. And then that point, right. like anything, right? You feel that you may have some natural ability to some extent, but then you have to hone that craft. So I started taking classes and that's when I started um, studying method acting. And I did that in San Diego for quite a few years. And sure. once I did, once I did that, um, the main thing was um, really stepping out on faith because I actually, um, <laughs> I had a horrible headshot and um, I sent that headshot out to different casting directors and the casting director in Atlanta found it. And mm -hmm. it was for ABC's Resurrection. And um, Hold it down, me, Atlanta. I see you guys <laughs> holding it down for the Kings out here at ATL. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed my time in Atlanta. It's just kind of crazy how it happened because at this point in time, I, um, I was just going to um, take some college courses or whatnot, because I still have my Montgomery GI Bill, and I continued to just take classes. And um, I was actually studying theater at that point in time. And when I threw my headshot out there, Cynthia uh, Stillwell, um, great lady, she gave me an opportunity. She said, hey, the director saw your headshot, wants you to be in episode eight on season two. Nice. And um, the only thing was, it was a background role. So it wasn't a speaking role or anything. And she said, we can't pay for you to come out. But it means something. The director saw you, and that's really your call. You know, I'm right, not gonna tell you what right. to do, but that means something. So I, you know, I'm thought about it. I had some chips saved up, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, me. I'm from the South, in Charleston, yeah. South Carolina. And once I saw that, I said, I got friends in Atlanta, so I just go spend some time out there. And when I went right. there, um, the first day it was a Wednesday. I never forget. And um, the stand-in Omar Epps quit. <laughs> he just left the show. And yeah. um, and Cynthia, she was in charge of on the second team. And just for the people who don't know that second team are the people who set up the shots. So everything you see on the screen has a whole nother group of people that look like the actors that do it for real. And they yeah. set up the shots. So um, that gentleman, he left and then um, Cynthia said, go get Carlos, he'll do it. So they, they bumped me up and pay, asked me if I wouldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm here, why not play ball? Right. So uh, right. at that point I did it for that Wednesday then that Friday came and they, they asked me to stay on for the rest of the season. Right. So I, I stayed on for the rest of the season. I, I flew back to San Diego, <laughs> drove my car back out to Atlanta. Um, and then I ended up, yeah, I ended up staying out there for the next two months. And every day Omar worked, I worked. And Omar was the lead show, so I worked about three or four days. Um, got an Airbnb out there. So I stepped completely out there on faith. I didn't, I didn't have really anybody support me um, yeah. other than that job, other than that job. But it goes back to what we talked about honing your craft. When Omar right. would rap, for, when he would rap for the day, I would stay 
And the crew took notice of that and they say, well, why are you still here? Omar's not working. You don't have to be here. And they say, well, this is acting class. Where else am I going to get that experience other than being on a real life set and experiencing right. that and going through it? So um, got to the very end and uh, unfortunately the show was being canceled. So the very last episode they shot was um, executive producer Dan Addis was the director. And Dan had directed episodes of The Wire, which I'm a huge hmm, fan of. Classic. So, yeah. So Omar. at that point, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> you know, Omar coming, everybody just thought. Omar right. coming. Um, <laughs> so um, at that point, uh, Dan, he, I, I just wanted to know a little bit more about his work. So I asked him what it was yeah. like being on The Wire, and he, he loved that. And then he asked me what I do, and I told him I was on submarines, so I was in the Navy, and he was just so enthralled by that he just wanted to know yeah. more and more and more and so he it's crazy said, how you... when you talk to civilians about the navy right because right. you know for those who don't know i'm prior navy as well too um and me and carlos served around OS the same time two. hey man talk to him man double pin <laughs> talk to him so you know to us it was like yeah we was in the navy you know people say thank you for your service you're like all right cool but for civilians they like like really like yo where you been at like how much yeah. more time did you see like did you catch osama bin laden it's like <laughs> <laughs> the one i get the, the main question i get to be honest with you brandon is what's the longest you've been submerged underwater um yeah straight and that number is 69 for me oh see you know 69 days straight submerged. 69 days straight how many of y'all can do that I'm telling you now, I've been on one submarine <laughs> for a tour, and I was ready to get off in 69 minutes. You feel me? So I'm claustrophobic. So me, anything that's already underwater that's designed to sink, I'm not getting on. So kudos to you, brother, for, for jumping onto that, doing that part. I need to be above water. Yeah, man. <laughs> and yes, I, I mean, can't it, swim. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, but I, I'll get into that because that talks about the resolve of it. But um, yeah. speaking with Dan, he just asked me, "What do you want to do? Do you want to act?" I said, "Yeah, that's why I'm here." And he said, "Do you want to join SAG?" And I said, "Yeah." And so, well, maybe we can figure out a way to get you eligible because you can't just join the union; you have right. to become eligible, right? So um, he was working behind the scenes for me, and um, and Atlanta's like the work state, and so yeah. you don't have to. The eligibility, the only way I can really get eligible is to be able to say a line on camera. And um, right. he worked it out on the very last episode. You see me, the episode's called Loved in Return. And I'll never forget my line. My line was, they've been given a chance. And that got me qualified to join the <laughs> union. And uh, and he got me on camera. And that was a gift that he gave me. And I'll never forget. I told him, thank you for it. I appreciate it. And he said, well, I just want to see what you do with it. And, and the main lesson I learned from that is, um, you know, one, the re the, re the resolve, first and foremost, stepping out there on faith, because right. it was a, it, it turned from a background gig where I had no lines and I, I wasn't even the focus of the camera to getting the line on camera yeah. and, and, and being promoted, right? And staying right, on for two right. months. So it's more putting yourself in the, in position to take advantage of those opportunities and understanding them when they do come, be ready for them and they constantly right. be honing your craft, but the resolve is what came about it. Cause it was lonely too. I didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, Atlanta's definitely a party town. Oh yeah, you can but, get lost in the sauce real quick out there. Yeah, exactly. But my whole thing was I went out there to work, man, and I just was yeah. trying to really get into this business and, and that's where my focus was. 
And I think that I think for lessons learned for for my people out there, you got to understand that Carlos went out there just to be an extra in a sense, not getting paid, yeah, just to go out there and kind of network. And it turned right. into an opportunity uh, of a lifetime of a lifetime here where he got an opportunity to meet and network with some of, you know, Hollywood's finest. And he took mm-hmm. that risk, not knowing, you know, hey, I don't have nowhere to stay. I don't know where I'm going to get my check from to eat. You know, I don't have a vehicle. Went back and got his vehicle, came back. Like, these are life lessons where where if you ever question yourself, and I'm not, you know, I'm not speaking to, I'm speaking to every, anyone that's, that was listening. There's a message behind it that you really have to go for what you want in life. You only get one life. You get one opportunity, one shot at this. Why not go straight, you know, straight hardcore for it? You know what I mean? And if you, for me, I look at life as that if I come up with an idea or or something interests me and I don't act on it, I failed. Mm. I don't look at it as if I attempt something and not the best in it as a failure. I think you only fail when you don't try. Right. Like prime example, I, too, got into the clothing business. Right. And you can probably we can probably, you know, share stories backstage or whatever the case may be. But I had an exit plan. Always had a. You always got to have an exit plan for anything, right? And so, right. getting in the clothing business is very up and down, and it, it takes a lot of money, and it takes a lot of creativity, and it takes a lot of time from you. Uh, and then, people kind of people not knowing they judge you on, well, how many sales did you make, or, yep, who's wearing <laughs> it? Is it someone <laughs> yep. popular wearing it, uh, or how much money, or what kind of car are you driving? They can they they assume that your business is not doing good, right? But then I look at it like, well, if I made a hundred sales total, which I made a lot more than that, but if I made a hundred sales mm-hmm. total, that's more than what that idea, the initial idea was. Right. To me, that's a success. Again, you only fail if you don't put forth the if if you try something for two months, you tried it and it didn't work out. And you move on to the next idea or the next passion or whatever the case may be. But if you come up with something and you don't act on it, like to me, that's an L, man. That's a big ass L. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? But just Agreed. be honest with you. So, you know, I'm glad that you shared that story and and kind of broke it down like, you know, the big risk that you took. Cause you didn't you went out there just on like, well, whatever. Let me see what happens. You didn't have a guarantee. Mm-hmm. They didn't reach out to you and say, you're going to have a part. You're going to be Omar extra. You're going to, we're mm-hmm. going to pay you X amount of dollars. Like you didn't know none of that. You just went out there and was like, well, the best, the best, the best thing I can get from this is knowledge and networking opportunities. And sometimes right. that's better than a paycheck in the beginning. Right. Right. You know what I mean? So that's dope, bro. And and so after time after dealing with all that, coming back from Atlanta and coming back to California, I know you went into uh one of the prestigious uh and correct me if I say this wrong, pre- acting schools. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, acting um, schools. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um and, and once I got back, it was um wow, that was great. Um, but before before that jumped off, I think I had went to New York to do um I did well, the night before um, with uh, okay. Seth Rogen, uh, Anthony Mackie, and uh, who else was in that? Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was from the Brooklyn. And I'm in the scene, the um, what's it called? The, the Nutcracker Ball scene where they're at the big party. And yeah. um, they put me in the VIP. 
as an athlete with uh, <laughs> Anthony Mackie's character. But I, I think I did that. And then I came, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I came back and then I, um, but before then I still stayed in San Diego a little bit longer, studied method acting a little bit longer. And then it, it's that really, what are you going to do with it? And that's when I moved to LA and I started studying at Second City. Gotcha. And, um, and I spent two years going through uh, Second City's conservatory program. We put our main show on the stage, hashtag V2. Shout out to Shooter for coming out to support. He came and saw that show. Um, what? You know, <laughs> what made it straight? Straight and made a weekend out of it. What? <laughs> <laughs> right, and, and and that goes to show, right? You know, that's another reason why I'm I'm here. This podcast is not for me to talk about myself; it's to support the people who support me. Because he made a whole weekend out of it. He came up and supported it, and and you know, he brought people with him. And, and that's the other thing I learned is you really have to create that community no matter yeah. what it is, because whether you're doing something, you got the momentum, you know, everybody can kind of feed off that for a little bit. Then when you don't yeah. have the momentum, the next person in the community is going to have it. And you can feed off that and learn from that and you can help fuel that fire and it helps right. everybody move forward together. Facts. Facts, big facts, man. No, nah, that second city, that, that showcase that y'all put on, man, like they see you and your element, that jump was hella tight and I still got my t-shirt <laughs> and it's signed. You know what I mean? Like that night was dope, man. Like you were like legit in your in your element, and it was good to see Thank and be you. a part of it. Because I mean, I don't know anything about acting, bro. Like I watch movies. <laughs> you feel <Yeah>. me? <laughs> I get it. You know, a lot of people go to drama, you know, theater class, yeah. then high school, college, and whatnot. But kind of see that, and that was like an improv almost too. Um, yeah. It was pretty dope how y'all how y'all put it all together. And I and I came to a couple of y'all practices too. Well, one of y'all practices. Right. Yeah, he's, he's, a sh- he's a shooter for real. <laughs> I'm a he shooter for real. Dope pictures. He had some dope pictures, you know. And that was dope. And that was a marketing tool for us as well because it helped propel the show because of your shots. We were able to post it on our IG page. And people were like, what are y'all working on? What's this? And yeah. a lot of that was attributed to the professional quality shots. So it hit my man up for real. He, he nice with the camera. For real. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, it's gonna cost you, but yeah, I'll pull up on you. <laughs> oh, I never said anything was going for the free. I said he nice with the camera. <laughs> well, any fans you watching this and you see the hey, for any fans out there that may be watching this and you see shooters, because I I'm a photographer, so relax. Right. <laughs> relax. <laughs> relax. Please relax. <laughs> so yeah, man, no, so common like common ground media. Like talk to talk to them about the whole how that established man and 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 some of the things right. that you guys have worked on and what you're working on in the pipe. Okay, well, Common Ground Media is a um, a production company based out of Huntington Beach, California, and that we're going into year two. Year one was a very um, a very eventful year. I mean, just like when you're starting any new business, you're you're trying to wade through the darkness a little bit. You take some losses and some setbacks, but you also have some wins. And I will say that we have had some pretty, pretty huge wins. Um, we have released our first theatrical release, a uh, horror okay. film called Insanity. Um, it's uh, pronounced Vaidenpot in um, Finnish. It's a Finnish horror film. And that was released in February 2020. Right okay. before the pandemic hit, we were in Finland at the premiere. We were literally in, in, in Finland for the premiere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was cool. And so um, once we got back, the pandemic hit, and um, 
you know, everything slowed down for everyone. So one of the other things we were able to do is to get that film on Amazon Prime. So it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Yeah, and, I'll repeat that right now, man. Yeah, Go check it it's out. Insanity. Yeah. Um, and then once we did that, we we went ahead and optioned a couple other films that we have in the pipe. We have um another film called Cold Sack that's um about a group of high school kids that you literally their Uber drops them off in the wrong hood. <laughs> and um <laughs> they come up on the wrong house and you know that's all I can really give you from that. You are so no it deals time with, yeah, it deals with <laughs> it deals with where we're at right now, you know, with the technology and how dependent we are on technology when we're not paying attention. How many times you see people just walk around looking down on their phone and then something crazy has already happened. They're like, Oh, I yeah. wasn't paying attention. So it's kind of Facts. that's the theme behind that. So that Dope. also we have icebergs, which is a reality TV show that was yo that we shot. The trailer. <laughs> I'm sorry to hey listen. No, the trailer. I'm gonna have the trailer on general general generational wealth uh, university IG uh, page. I'm gonna throw it in the IG. Uh, y'all gotta check out the trailer. Like the yeah. trailer is like. Go ahead, man. The trailer is legit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cool thing about icebergs is um. I think it'll speak to the core audience of this show, right? Because Icebergs yeah. is really a show of entrepreneurs in different um, industries, and you get to follow their journey throughout a season. So everybody's going to have a goal that they're trying to reach. For us, Common Ground is to get our next project funded. So you get to see what really happens when we meet with investors, how we actually set up the LLC, how we select the director. So you get to see the whole process happen. Gotcha. Um, in, in, in real time, we have a gentleman who's in high end fashion. Um, we have a young lady who's an intimacy coach, and she actually goes to Mexico to, to treat like an intimacy boot camp for couples and singles. And it's really about getting to know yourself is a big part right. of it. But yes, you know, intimacy is involved, but in a right. healthy way, not a right. sleazy way. Right. <laughs> so, so that's y'all get there. your minds out the gutter. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, commercial real estate gentleman, and the whole premise is the reason it's called icebergs is when you see an iceberg, you just see one third of it. You see the top part, and that's representative. That's that represents the the wins and the 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 celebrations. But the two thirds below is the sleepless nights, the the crumbling up the paper, starting from scratch, um, not getting right. that deal. And how does right. that? How does somebody really go forward with that resilience? Right. Right. Um, and, and the cool thing about icebergs is anybody can be an iceberg. So if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to get it, um, we all root for each other and, and that's what it's about. And it's coming right. soon. Hopefully we have a couple of different, um, networks looking at it. Um, but it's one of those things where we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Just release it independent, man. Independent hustling. Master P way. You know? You know, <laughs> I can't I wait for it, man. Dash. <laughs> hey, I, seriously, Dame yeah, Dash, man. Shout out to him because he's really trying to put the community on. I'm saying, like, why are we waiting for uh, people to give us handouts or validate us? Like, let's create our own opportunities, create our own lanes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, let me hey, keep me posted on the iceberg. I believe I am following um, the um, IG page. Yes, but, you uh, are. You know. But uh, you know, throw me the insider trade information. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, it's 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 been fun to create because the 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 main thing about icebergs is not only is a project that we have in the canon, but we shot it during the pandemic. We we followed yeah. all the protocols, and it was one of those things where a lot of people, you and I, talked about this 
um, where people use the pandemic as an excuse and say that, well, <laughs> everything's shut down, we can't do this. But right. the world still turns, the sun still goes up, goes down, and there's opportunity. So oh. we were able to to create something that we could shoot and something that, that's fun, something that has legs, something that's tangible, something that's real, that people can yeah. relate to. And um, that's one of the things I applaud you for as well, because not only starting your podcast, but just the generational wealth page and, and you and I recommended literature, like, you know, for everybody listening, he recommended stock books to me. And, um, you know, it's just about educating yourself. We talk about that all yeah, the time. Facts. And that goes back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast is being, being a student and constantly honing your craft, no matter what it yeah. may be. Um, exactly. You, a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. So you just got to start where you are and, and just stay with it. Yeah. And I think, too, to kind of add to that is that people like don't use the pandemic for an excuse like that's like that's that's just pure laziness, in my opinion. Right. Because. Right. It, it, and when I and when we mentioned wealth, it's not always talking talk about things that you can touch, grab or money, but knowledge. Knowledge is wealth. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you can get out there and, right. and, and continue to, to educate yourself um, six, eight months in a, in a certain subject. You can now then resell that knowledge, create a PDF, right. some type of mm-hmm. book, some type of podcast, et cetera. And then you can you, you can go out there and generate wealth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I totally agree. Man, my daughter's knocking on the door, man. This is so funny. <laughs> Paris. <laughs> Paris. Yeah, man. So let me ask you this, man. Um, are you investing in any stocks? How do you feel about them? Yeah, um, definitely got into the stock game at the beginning of the pandemic. I, I feel good about it. I feel that I'm I'm still constantly learning. I I also feel that I look at the world differently now. I watch the news completely differently now. It, it, it changes your perspective on so many things. And, and what I do know, granted, like I said, I don't know everything, but I try to pass that on, whether it be yeah. um, my, my siblings or people who I'm close to. I always ask them, you know, um, if you're using a product, why not own a part of that company? <laughs> yeah. You know, nice. it, and, and that's how I feel about a lot of things. You know, I, I'm I'm on my iPad right now. I got an iPhone. But I own Apple stock. You know, that that's just how it goes. Yeah, man. But my saying but, is <laughs> it's always cheaper to own a stock than a product. Right. Exactly. In most cases. Exactly. And like you said, you mentioned Apple, Apple iPhone, Apple iPad. That's about yeah. I'm not counting your pocket. That's like $1,800, right? Just throwing numbers yeah. out there. With $1,800, right. you can buy about 18 shares that can possibly double or triple in a few years. And exactly. so that's my that's my thing I like to say is that owning the product is cheaper. I mean, excuse me, owning the stock is cheaper than owning a product. And right. if you change your mental mind state about how what your money, what you're buying and, and kind of and look at it like from an investment standpoint, it's like if I buy this iPhone, and I'm not talking to you directly, if I buy this iPhone for a thousand dollars in ten years, it's gonna be worth a hundred bucks. Right. But if you buy the stock with a thousand dollars in ten years, you might make five to six grand. That easy. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and I think I think that's what some of the things that our community kind of miss. Uh and they kind of are reluctant to jump into the stock market, not understanding. And that's one thing I want to bring is that um, is that I want I, I want our people to just say, you know what, I need to look at my money different. 
You know what I mean? And it's okay. And I'm not saying don't go out there and buy them retro one J's because I'm going to go buy them. But I got Nike shares. That's the difference. (laughs) Exactly. That's the difference. Huge difference, right? And you went in on both sides of the coin. And and I think for for my journey and the journey that I see people that I I keep around me is just um, that that evolution and, and understanding that what you used to do or whatnot doesn't define you. You can always figure out which way to go. And, and yeah. one of the things that really speaks to that is that wealth, that generational wealth. And yeah. how do you do that? Because even within our company, the way that we do what we do is we have each project is, is an LLC. So when we speak yeah. to investors, it's, it's, you can either invest in this entire slate of projects, or if you just like this one project, you can invest in that. And we break down the numbers for that. But the main thing is understanding that wealth and who your audience is, because when you're speaking to people with money, they want to yeah. know how they're going to see return on their investment. Right. Facts. So, Quickly. so for us, yeah. So for us in year one of common ground media is how do we make sure that our investors win? And the first thing that we, we look at is one, the reason we did a horror project and I'm giving away the formula right now is you look at any horror film, you don't need a big name and you can shoot on a relatively low budget and you can get a very good return on it. You look at the first paranormal activity, you look at Saw 1, it's it's, it's spawned a whole franchise. But those movies don't have really huge names in them. Well, Saw 1 has Danny Glover in it, but you you have at least maybe one name and you shoot it on a smaller budget because horror horror films, they have their own audience. There's a built-in audience for horror films. People just love horror films, right? So... So one, we pick a genre where we know it has a built-in core, hardcore audience. Two, where are we shooting at? You look for the tax incentives. That's why a lot of things are shot in Canada. A lot of things are shot um, even here in the States, Atlanta. Um, Breaking Bad was shot in New Mexico because they offered crazy tax incentives. So sometimes they will give you money to shoot your project there, right? Crazy, I didn't know that. Yeah, this was the this was the learning curve that we went through in year one. Yeah. So um, so you have that, and then finally you had a distribution deal. So this is where you leverage other pieces of that formula to get your distribution deal. So right. say I, I have a horror film, right? That's the one part of the puzzle, but I add a name to it. Say I add, I don't know, we're gonna we're gonna shoot high. Say Michael B. Jordan gets bored and he wants to be in our horror film. Cool. Guess what? Yeah. Not only do we have a horror film, we have Michael B. Jordan attached. Who wants to distribute this because it's going to make money? Because just on Michael B. Jordan's name alone. Right. So now they're saying, hey, we'll give you, you know, an M or two M's just to just to to be the distributor. So we'll give you that up front. And once you complete the project, then you distribute it. Then you're looking at the back end bread. How does it right. do at that point once it's distributed? So it's just understanding your formulas and how to really break it down is what right. we really got into with common ground. And it just goes back to what you were saying about, you know, you're going to get them Jordan 1s, but you own Nike. How did you make it so the investor yourself, you win, <laughs> right. you know? Right. And that's Facts. what you did. So you figure out your formulas and you figure out how do you put yourself in a win-win situation or you minimize the risk. Because no matter what you do in any investment, there's a risk associated with it. It just... That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. It's facts. It's always the risk, man. But you got to do your homework and you guys. And I think it's just the life lessons, too. Right. And it goes right. back to you driving to Atlanta. If you didn't take the risk 
you would never know none of this shit. Right. Generational Wealth University. Join the community on Discord by visiting www.generationalwealthuniversity.com. Discussing and providing resources on generational wealth, stock options, investing, business strategies, reseller sources, credit, taxes, real estate, and much more. Join the community on Discord by visiting www.generationalwealthuniversity.com and keep building generational wealth brick by brick. Now the beautiful thing about it is that you're you you you're behind the scenes, sometimes in front of the camera now, right? right. Majority, you know, you're learning both both parts of the business, mm-hmm. and you're learning so much. And now you can package this up, and you can teach other people. You can you're probably someone's mentor now, right? Mm-hmm. And you started off as a mentee. That's the beautiful right. thing about it, because you know you have to if if you're serious about something. You have to take those lessons and you have to pay them for it. That's the only way that, you know, we all, you know, get better as a community. Right. Um, I mentioned a community a lot because I'm very, you know, we're both very proud of our community. And right. we know that the, the opportunities are just not there. Um, and I love the fact that you're in one industry and I'm doing um, something different in another industry. And we kind of intertwine because uh, the mission is definitely I want to continue to work. Uh, with you guys on whatever you guys need. I want to have you back on this podcast multiple times uh, to promote whatever you have in the can um, that's coming out. Look, I'm using look, I'm using the lingo. Put it, you got the films in the can. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, man. There you go. It's, it, it, and, and like you said, it's um, it only continues to grow. And, and yeah. you have to understand going in that you like anything it goes out you go take those lumps but yeah big lumps yeah being able being able to stick with it and, and seeing that success like you like you shooter you got to see the ball go through the hoop and got we to. saw that when we went to finland when we went to yeah. finland and we got the reception we got not only did we go to release the film in finland we went and spoke with business finland and and what business finland is is a, it's a film commission group that literally talks about different places you can shoot things and incentives tied to that. People, sure. the, the main thing about understanding this industry is you have to raise money. Um, right. And it's no different with your stocks, right? But you have to start where you are and you have to understand how to how to make it grow. You know, um, right. sometimes it grows like wildfire. Sometimes it grows a little at a time. I, I'm a firm believer in slow motion is better than no motion. So if Thanks. you're moving in the right direction, it really just takes something for you to not only stick with it, but to continue to feed it and continue to to surround yourself with those like-minded people and to, and to take those meetings. I mean, we've taken some some meetings that had nothing to do with what we were trying to do. But like you said, you take the experience from it. So now the Kung Fu is even stronger where I can see it before it even happens. I'm like, oh, I need right. to stay away from this one because this looks very familiar. Um, right. But it's all these different things and, and there's wealth and knowledge, too. So yeah, that's lot. another thing people have to understand because people look straight to the dollars, which is definitely the end goal. But you right. don't get to the dollars without feeding the knowledge and getting the wealth of knowledge as well. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to, to for people to detach the two, uh, the importance of having that knowledge and the dollar. And I get it, man. You know, it's tough times, man. And people just like, I need a dollar. I need five dollars. I got rent coming up, et cetera, et cetera. And I get mm-hmm. that, man. Um, but you got people got to understand that sometimes that knowledge is just it's worth it, man. Look at Tyler Perry, man. He hustled out of homelessness, bro. 
sleeping right. in his car. He a billion right. dollar, billion dollar man now. Got his bro. The funny so his studio, right? Tyler Perry mm-hmm. Studio. When I joined the Navy, that's the Army base that I joined the Navy. Right. In. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. really? <laughs> yeah. Meps. That was Meps. Yeah, that was Meps. Wow. <laughs> that's where we were doing the duck walk. <laughs> 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 oh wow! <laughs> He's doing a duck walk in one of his office buildings, <laughs> right? You know? So, yeah, he bought Fort Gillum. That was that's like if you check my my DD two fourteen, I, I joined the Navy um, at Fort Gillum. Physical, pick my job and everything. And for him mm-hmm. to buy Fort Gillum, like Fort Gillum is huge. It has its, it's mm-hmm. it's not as big as like a Fort Bragg or anything like that, but it has its own zip code. Um, mm-hmm. And for him to to buy that, man, like he's he's living the dream, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's I believe you and the rest of uh the common ground, like that can be y'all, man. Like it's gonna be y'all. Oh yeah. You know, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta speak uh, I, I, yeah, I appreciate that. And and you always gotta you always gotta have goals, I think, that you have to grow into. Um yeah. there's nothing wrong with having that vision. Um and and Understanding that vision is the key thing because not everybody's going to see it. That's one of the other lessons I learned, to be honest with you, is uh, people aren't always going to see what you see because they don't have your vision. Facts. So, so when you're explaining something to someone and they look and they and they say, oh, "I don't think that really makes too much sense," or that seems a little far fetched. You know what? Because that vision isn't for them. That's for right. you. So Facts. you have to you have to learn to protect your 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 goals and your visions and share with people who would understand them. And people right. who can help you propel you towards it, whether they can put you in position to make a move towards it, or they just support you, because right. that that's key. And and I'm yeah. pretty sure you can speak to that as well. It's a lot of nights where you, I mean, we're human, where you feel like, uh, I really don't know, or um, yeah. Yeah. May, maybe I need to switch it up a little bit, or I need to step away from this for a little bit. But you gotta yeah. have those people in your corner, and and I'm thankful that I do have those people. Hey, no cap, man. I remember when I first started my clothing business, right? And, you know, you automatically think, you know, your friends is just going to jump on and support it, right? And a lot mm-hmm. did, you know what I mean? And then there's a few, you were like, man, you like, yeah. yeah, you got your partner, like, yeah, man, I just went down to Nike Town, man. I spent about three, four hundred dollars. I'm sitting there like, but I got the same material right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, and so you make you kind of like, you, you hate to like almost resent that person or your group of friends it's just like yo y'all really don't want to want to see me win why you start questioning yourself and your mental start taking over and, and you start looking at people crazy and just like <laughs> and you ain't nothing but a crab in a barrel you know what i mean you get that whole thing and sometimes it's not even that uh, but it can play tricks with you and, it, and it's very important to have your mental health tied and which kind of segues into the next my next question is how is your mental health with the business and and with the pandemic and knowing that you got to be on the road you got to be in these studios you got to be in the front of the camera you you, right. know, you don't have a behind the desk job you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you have to be out and about so how is your mental your mental health with with balancing the two right now yeah th- thanks for um asking that question because that's something i think in our community that goes pretty much unnoticed um mm-hmm. Well, not I noticed. It's just not discussed. It's right. one of those things that nobody talks about. And and for me, I I do I do I do seek therapy. Um, I'm not afraid to say that. It, it helps me maintain that balance because I think it's it's healthy to bounce things off of people who aren't close to you, 
and people who aren't um, generally tied to what you do. So it's good to have that outside set of eyes. And yeah. um, I, I do utilize that, but a lot of it is really finding different ways to challenge myself too. Um, as I've aged, I'm like, okay, you know, on the physical side, yeah, I work out all that, all that stuff. And, you know, there's a certain level of pushing yourself mentally past those, those barriers with pain. Right. So right. that's a part of it, but also, um, learning when to just shift the neutral, um, meditation is key. I think that, um, I really try to wake up every morning and I meditate before I right. really get up. Um, I've, I've started practicing yoga cause that flexibility goes out the door as you age. And, um, and another thing, another thing that helps is just really kind of being out in nature and where, where you can, you know, because obviously social distancing and all that is still very much a thing. So I usually go right. out early in the mornings and, um, you know, I walk along Huntington beach and, and I just kind of get myself mentally there because right. we're all stuck indoors. Right. To some extent. Right. So being able to say, Hey, at least I did go out today. I did, you know, smell the ocean air. I did feel the wind on my face. And a lot of people, you know, may say, Oh, that's kind of, you know, hippie like, but it's, it's, it's just our natural state. I think we tend to overcomplicate, right. we overcomplicate life a lot. Um, sure. we, we, um, we were, our senses are just bombarded with so many different things. So, so much news, um, technology, everything. And just when you get back to square one, I think that you really need to be able to do that. And that's one yeah, of the you, things that I, I really try to do. You definitely have to simplify your life again, because it is so many distractions out here. Like you say, from the media, the things that go around, uh, mm -hmm. especially with that other guy that was in office um, and social media, technology, you can really, you know, like get drowned. You can drown in that. And to kind of hit that reset button and take those nature walks on the beach. I mean, we live in a beautiful in a beautiful part of the U.S. and California, and we're very blessed to have 70 degree weather in the middle of January. Um, so why not go out and, you know, get a little bit of vitamin D, hit the reset button. Um, I'm glad to hear that your mental um, you're, you're, you're in a good space with your mental health. Um, it's very important. And we've had conversations backstage as well um, about mental health. Um, and, you know, for someone who me who have anxiety um, and, and I seek therapy um, and, and listen, dear community, you don't have to go in. You can do it virtual if you don't want to be seen in these or if you worry about COVID, you can do therapy virtual the same way that me, right. <laughs> me and Butler, Mr. Butler here doing this podcast. You can do it with a therapist as well, too. And for anyone who's prior service in the military, seek out to your VA. Um, mm -hmm. I know I get it. The VA is definitely difficult to work with, um, but start there and maybe get a recommendation yeah. and get an outside source. Um, my my goal as I continue build with this podcast, I want to meet and interview a therapist and have a direct resource uh, to help people out, man. Because like you said, we're trained in our community to suppress a lot of these feelings, emotions. Um, if you if you show any type of weakness or crying, then you're weak. Um and that's not the case, man, because that shit can literally kill you. The stress that you put upon your back each day or emotions or, you know, worst case scenario, you can go kill somebody. You know what I mean? So it's good to have like an outlet. And, and one thing with this podcast about generational wealth is it's wealth on all aspects, not even just the money and the financial portion, but just mental, too. So I really want to, you know, talk more about that with different people as I bring them on here. So I appreciate you being open 
and talking uh, talking about oh oh yeah and i mean i'm gonna act like it's always been um sunny skies for me i i I went through a very tough tough part of last year um with the brianna taylor and the george floyd um murders and and ahmad and and everything It, it that really took a toll on me i really had to take a step back because dealing with the industry i deal in yeah there are minorities but once you get closer to the top those minorities are few and far in between right so it's it's really trying to break through that glass ceiling it is a real thing and and i've experienced it in in corporate america i've experienced it in in my current industry and just in life in general and and i do believe that being able to have those those tough discussions and and figuring out those answers that can help you is key so um yeah yeah, i applaud you for even saying that on your podcast because a lot of people we we just want to know how to you know flip these stocks and how do how do i get movies and yeah it's (laughs) that's cool and all but you can't do any of that unless you're right let me tell you this let me tell you this dog if you ain't got your mental health together and you're trying to flip stocks that shit will kill you (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's by far the worst it's it's a it's a great investment to make but it is the worst on your mental because the stock market is a, a straight roller coaster. You literally can be up $35,000 in three minutes and turn around and be down 17 grand. Like it ain't nothing. So you got to have a mental fortitude stronger than like no other. Like, oh man, strong stomach, mental space. You have to have that mental fortitude for sure, man. So check it. I got some fun questions, man. I know we've been digging into some serious stuff. We talked about some, um, before, wait, before we get into the fun questions, the name of this pot, the name of this episode is Oceans Three. And Here we go. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> and like I like I like I shared in the beginning, like each of my episodes um, will have some type of familiar line or uh, a portion in my life with the guests, right? If I if I know the guests, so Oceans Three, and we're missing an ocean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I'm gonna let you tell the story of Ocean's Three. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it, Ocean's gotta, Three... Hey, it could be the it could be the Cliff Notes part. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't. Yeah, man, Ocean's Three just has such a rich rich history. But um, it Ocean's Three is comprised of three individuals: myself, uh, Mr. Brad Patton, and a, another gentleman named Quentin Brooks. And what it came about was um, just three young African American males who were really in San Diego, um, just living life, to be honest with you. Um, we, we were kicking had, we, we were living life and we were enjoying it because uh, QB, we'll just refer to Quentin as QB, he was doing um, nights down in San Diego. When I say nights, you know, he had a club and he'd, he'd have, um, you know, his own night where he literally would have different people come through. Sometimes he had some NFL guests come through. He had a DJ. Uh, uh, who is Mr. TreyPZ.com. I'm pretty sure he'll pop up on one of these podcasts and he can sure. kind of connect some dots later on. But um, <laughs> it was the three of us and we were living life. And, and when I say living life is we're, we're going out, hanging out, um, enjoying the nightlife, um, traveling, taking trips. Uh, Vegas was definitely a thing. And hence the Oceans 3. If you've seen Oceans 11, we're Oceans 3. 
So nice, um, baby. <laughs> you know, and, and it was one of those things where it was a fun time in life. It was our, our late twenties, I believe. Um yeah. mid to late twenties. Uh, yeah, mid to and, late. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it was that time of life and I, I and we spoke about this before I came on this podcast where we talked about where we were then and where we are now. Yeah. And I think it's appropriate to call it Ocean Street because it's always good to look to your past to see where you started, see where you are now. Because yeah. one of the things that I I remember you saying to me is if we had took all that bottle service money <laughs> and put it towards some stocks or bought some yeah. property or something, we'd be we'd be yeah. a lot further along than where we at right now. Yeah. It's not that we're doing good right now, but it's hindsight is twenty twenty, and it's always fun to kind of laugh at and, and see that. But um, yeah, that's right. what Ocean Street is. That's what Ocean Street is. I think along, is. I think one of my and my part of Ocean Street, and you and you definitely. Uh, you explained it in a way where we can still keep our, <laughs> <laughs> where we can keep, you know, the, the other part all backstage, right? Right. I, I will. I, one thing I remember, uh, and I knew, like, like we made it, is when we were at club on top of uh, Rio Hotel in Las Vegas. And the we Voodoo the Lounge. Top, Voodoo Lounge. And I just remember, like, we were just sitting there and we were just like taking it all in, all three of us. And we had 20 to 25 people f- f- either drive up or fly in to Las mm-hmm. Vegas and party with us. That yeah. right there, I knew, like, yo, we're taking the heist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I got to, right, right quick, before you finish that thought, I got to give people some context. So the reason we were there was to celebrate my man's going away party. Because <laughs> he was moving back to Atlanta. And he never moved. It's awesome. That's the funny thing. He had a party in San Diego and one in Vegas. And I was like, yo, this is going to be the flyest farewell ever because we're doing it in multiple cities. And that just kind of showed, though, even on such a small scale, the ideas that we had to to go further and, and do it yeah. bigger. You yeah. know, and, and I think that that translates to where we're at now. Like, oh, how do we go further? You know, how do you right. get a stock portfolio? How do you how do you start a business? And right. I think that those seeds were always planted, even when we were partying. That's the funny thing. Those seeds were always planted. It, the energy was just directed. We had to change the target. <laughs> change the target. We definitely had, we had to change, change the, target. the target. You know, it went nothing wrong. With aim, just got to change the target, like Jay Z says, right? So, yeah. um, I I really feel like um. Yeah, I just want to give people that context as to why we were there. And you're right. A lot of people drove up to um to that party and a lot of people flew in from Atlanta, from I think you Virginia. have to come from Virginia. Virginia and, and, you know, Portland. it was all over and it was great. And that's shout where that to, community aspect comes hey, in as well. And shout out to or- Portland, Oregon, man. Yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> Go Trailblazers. <laughs> hey, hey, shout out to the Rose, Rose Center. Um, what is it? The Rose yeah. Festival. Yep. <laughs> shout, shout, yep. Hey, shout out to the, hey, to the Oregon Ducks. Shout out to Oregon, man. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Listen, man, uh, I want to kind of wrap this up, man. I appreciate you uh, taking time out, man. Your busy evening, man. I know you watched that Chiefs game. Are you? So let me ask you this. Bucks, Chiefs, who you got? Man, 
It's hard to bet against Tom Brady, man, but I think that my man Eric Benemy and the Chiefs going to have that chip on their shoulder because, you know, they keep passing my man up. I, he still might get the Texas job, but I don't think he wants it because I think Deshaun Watson wants out and you don't want to go to that dumpster fire. Um, yeah, he definitely wants to. I don't want him to go it, there. I don't want him to go there because this is the problem, too, with minority coaches. The shot for, for them to get the shot is so rare. Sometimes you take an unfavorable job just to get the shot. And I can mm-hmm. give you an example. Steve Wilkes, who was the defensive coordinator for the Panthers, took the Arizona job, and they fired him after a year. They didn't give him a chance to do anything. Right. But he probably should have took that job anyway, and that's my point in that. But um, Bucks, back to your point, Bucks and Chiefs. I want to say Chiefs, but my gut is saying that Tom's going to do it, man, because it's in Bay and Tom, you know, he's a competitor through and through, and he's trying to prove to people that he was the system in New England, you know. Um, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm rooting for the Chiefs, man. My, my, my gut just tells me the Bucks, uh, but I'm rooting for the Chiefs, though. I got the Chiefs by two touchdowns. Ooh, nice. I like it. I'm taking the Chiefs. I I picked the Chiefs in the beginning of the season um, after I fired my team. Um, <laughs> nice. I'm thinking about rehiring them. They got a new coach and a new GM. We'll see. Uh, but I've been my see, mental. See, the, the boss moves go from beyond trade stocks to just who's where your fan where your fan listen, goes too. I love it. Listen, I love it. Listen, Atlanta Falcons was not giving me no uh, return on investment, so. For my mental sake, I had to fire him. <laughs> Got you. Yeah. So I'm taking, and I'm not saying I'm a Chiefs fan for anyone out there listening. I just, I, I, I after the onside kick with the Dallas Cowboys, I fired the Falcons. And from there on, <laughs> the only team I had was my fantasy team. So, yeah. um, but I like Patrick Mahomes. I like any, I, I like any black quarterback. Um, and I hear you. It's hard to bet against the GOAT. But yeah. I think ba- I think the baby goat about to set. He about to set the. He about to really put his feet on the ground. He about to really turn his legacy, his legend up. And I think right. we're gonna win by two touchdowns, man. Two touchdowns. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I got a couple of questions outside of uh, seriousness before we get about this jump. Cool. All right. Share your morning or nightly routine. Ooh. Um. Let's go with morning. Okay. All right. Morning routine. I usually get up about six ish. Um, get up as about six. Meditate. Um, I'm on my app, <laughs> checking to see what the market's doing. Um, I probably I did some research and put some um, some some stock watches in just to see where they at. Since obviously the market being three hours ahead over there, we got to yeah. get on it uh, pretty early. soon. So early. So take a look at that. Um, I may do some trades there. I might just kind of see what my watch list is. And then from that point, I usually get up and go do my, um, my hike about three miles um, up the Strand here in Huntington. And then I'll come back and I'll, I may hit weights, may not. Then at that point, um, I'm usually energized, getting to my emails, start looking at um, product, you know, production stuff we got going on, whether it's a script that I have a draft of or looking at a location or prepping something for something like, let's say icebergs right now, yeah. you know, um, who do we need to send emails out to or whatnot? 
that's usually about so I got a six. So I say I'm I'm working about eight thirty nine is when I'm really at it, and then yeah. from that point midday I may do a second workout depending on what I'm doing. Um, right now I'm preparing for that road to the four o, so my workouts have shifted a little bit. Um, yeah. but but midday usually then. Uh, if it's Monday, I check in with my mom's. Um, that's her day. Monday to make sure she's cool. And then for the afternoon, just kind of prepping through um, and getting ready for the following day. Since you said sweet. just morning or night routine, so I'll stop there. <laughs> All right, sweet. And hey, I like the fact that you get up, meditate, get your get your your thoughts together, and take that hike and everything, man. That's important, man. It's important before you just start getting into that work grind. Sometimes you got to take a little time for yourself. <laughs> Feel me? So that's dope, bro. Uh, yeah. All right. Know. Cool. Um, right now, three silly mistakes to avoid in life. Three. Go. Mm-mm. Oh, all right. First one is um, thinking you know everything. You don't. Um, <laughs> um, two is uh, talking more than you listen. I'm a firm believer in you're given two ears and one mouth because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Ooh, um, a bar. Yep. Um, so. Um, Doing more talking and listening, and and the final one is um, silly mistake. Not believing in you. It's gonna be times where all you got is you. Bar. Um, so all you got is you. So you have to believe in you. Um, I want. I'll give you a real bar. I I remember when Jay Z said, "People looking at you strange, saying that you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same." You know, it's facts. it's real, you know, facts, and so that's how, that's how you grow up and level up, you know. So, yeah. Facts. So check this out. Uh, Desert Island. One book. One movie. Mm. One. I don't want to say CD because who has a CD, but one song. <laughs> one, just one song. <laughs> Can I get one album, please? Just one okay, album. One album. One, one album. One album. Oh, you got to work for me. One song. I, I mean, I could pick one song, but you got to give me an album. <laughs> All right, now, book, album, okay. movie. Okay, book. <laughs> hey, and it can be audio. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I'll start with movie, and then I'll come All back right. to that. All right, cool. Movie. I think I'm going to have to go with... What's a movie I can watch all the fucking time? I don't know why this one pops in my head, but I'm going to go with Sicario, man. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because Sicario is a film that deals with something that's very real, which is the drug war and the silence that we don't see and how violent it really is. I, I love the realism of that movie because um, I don't think people tell us everything that's going on in the world. So I love the realism and what that represents. But Benicio Del Toro's performance in it, I um, I study actors and a lot of people don't know this about that film, but they stripped down 80, 90% of his dialogue. Go back and watch that movie and see how much he doesn't really talk. Yeah. Yet his character conveys everything you need to know about him. Mm-hmm. And and just as an actor slash creative, that's hard to do and make it believable. <laughs> right. You know, right. You, you believe that he's a he's a hitman, he's a murderer. Right. Um, not to be all violent, but it's more about performance of Benicio Del Toro, why I picked that movie. That's the first thing that popped in my head 
So sometimes I go with my gut instinct. What comes to me first is what it is. So that book, um, I'm going to say the autobiography of Malcolm X. I learned a lot about, um, yeah, I learned a lot about who that man was and not for who he's portrayed to be. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that and album. Album. I think I know. You think you know? Well, tell me what you think it is. Well, I think I know the group. What's the group? I, there's, there's, I, I got two groups. Um, <laughs> I want to see, and I, I'm gonna tell you, you're right. <laughs> I'm gonna say the roots. Okay. And what's the I other? Was, I, I was thinking the roots. Um, and this is more so probably me <laughs> for yeah. my album, but I'm gonna yeah. throw it out there. Outcast. It's Outcast. It's outcast. <laughs> it's outcast. And it is um it's it's AT aliens. AT aliens. It's AT aliens. <laughs> and the reason why I pick AT aliens is because that that album defined my youth. I, I think I was about fifteen. I'm aging myself when it came out. And you know when you fifteen you you don't really know who you are, you start to figure out who you are, you're a little bit older, but you're still a kid, and it's just a weird place to be in life. If you really yeah. remember being a teenager, smack dab in the middle of your teens. And and I remember um just I remember playing Mario Kart with my cousin and listening to that album and riding dirty. And I learned those albums just playing Mario Kart for hours. And this is when they was on tape. So we had to flip the tape so <laughs> to, to yeah, listen yeah. to them. So um yeah, it'd be Outcast AT Aliens would be my album. Um the autobiography of Malcolm X, and then finally, um, Sicario would be my movie on a desert island because I need to be in touch with what's really going on in the world, the ugly side of it, so I can All appreciate three the beauty of it. Yeah, so I can appreciate the beauty of it, you know. And if that, if you was on a deserted island, what, which island would it be? Ooh, nice. Um, I would bore, bore. Why not? Somewhere out there, somewhere out there, in the middle of nowhere, you know. All right, right, so check it. I got two more questions for you. Okay. Cool cool shit. Cool shit. I'm using lately. It can be an app, service, product. Oh, nice. Cool, cool cool shit that you're using right now. Cool shit. I'm using right now. I'm using the Quiet Punch. It's um a gift I got for um Christmas, and it's a puncher bag you put in the doorway so it can travel with me. And it actually, it'll like counter punches through the app. Um, it helps me kind of with cardio as well. Cause if I can't go out and, you know, be outside and it was a gift that I got obviously cause we're all on lockdown <laughs> to some extent. So I use my quiet punch for cardio and um, keep my, my boxing skills somewhat up to par. So that's a cool thing I'm using. It's called quiet punch. Um, it's patented. So if you type in quiet punch, you'll be able to see it. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Amazon. And um, got a question. So you got the full on bag. I'm trying to come to your house and hit your heavy bag and your speed bag. <laughs> pull up, pull up, man. The gym we just hey, I'm about to have the gym pop it, dog. I'll be, I'll be masked up. I know the protocols. I'll be masked up. I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do because uh, the wifey don't play. I respect protocols. <laughs> All right, oh, yeah. last question. I know. Man. I saw that itinerary. Y'all got married. She don't play. <laughs> and just a cool fun fact, Carlos was my officiant at my wedding. So that that lets you what, know what type of time what, we on. 
which, which I'm very honored to have to have been there and done that. It was it was a beautiful ceremony, and I that's that I, I hold on one near and dear because for you to trust your special day and and trust me to deliver on your special day that that means a lot. So I appreciate yeah, that. Man. Thank you, but like Kobe in the clutch, man, fade away. <laughs> With five hands in my face. It don't matter. I'm shooting it. <laughs> I'm shooting it. I'm not passing you. All right. Your greatest fear. Ooh. Um, my greatest fear. Like I said, this, at this point in my life, my greatest fear is not being enough. And not being enough of an advocate for myself, not being enough of a mentor to my nephews, not being enough of a support, uh, a strong supporter of, you know, my community and, and people like you, it's just not being enough. So that's why I try to push myself into uncomfortable things. Like this is my first podcast that I've been the guest, <laughs> you know? So, so, you know, that's, this is new territory for me, but that, and um and even just like stepping out and just, not not being enough is is tough, but it's about finding that balance because sometimes your best effort just isn't going to be enough to get to the goal you want to get to. So it's really finding that balance, but not being enough yeah. of what I what I need to be in that moment at times. My greatest fear. So I try yeah. to play loose and free and and give my all every single time. I can I can I feel that one. I feel the same way, man. And. And one of my greatest fears is more so of uh, leaving this earth with creativity left in my body. Right. You know what I mean? So that's why I try to do everything that comes across my head. Uh, I was funny. I was talking to Jason and um, I was telling him about an idea I got while I was in the shower and uh, and how that's my <laughs> thinking tank. I come up with some, yeah. of my, some of the newest dope ideas when this new shower that we got. So. Uh, so I'm like, okay, I got to push these in motion. Um, right. but yeah, man, um, I appreciate you like sitting down. This is episode one, Brody. Like, episode okay. one, you know what I mean? Man. This is this the first one in the can, man. So, yeah, I pre- appreciate you taking time out, man, and chatting. And again, I definitely want to have you back on here because there's some stuff that we didn't really get to touch on that I want to touch mm-hmm. on. Uh, um, but I think it'd be better for a different episode, especially with my daughter wilding right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and you know, saying we're uncut, so I don't care. I don't care. People need to, people don't, if you got kids, then you know, if you listen and you got kids, you already know how your kids you are. You get it. <laughs> you get you it. Understand. We still going to rock. We, we still going to roll this podcast right out with the baby crying and all baby. I uncut. love it. <laughs> but I appreciate you, man. And, um, you know, uh, continue to send me over these these new the, the new books that you uh, dive into, man. I appreciate you sharing those, and I got those on audio for show. And uh, yeah. just, man, whatever you need from me and the platform that I'm creating here, or just in general, man, not even just because I have the platform. Whatever you need from me, you let me know. Um, and if I can be a a service, uh, yeah, just hit me up. And um, and I, again, I appreciate you taking time out to the teacher's lounge episode one with mr carlos butler with common ground media y'all make sure y'all oh throw your socials out there man before we get about her yeah um first and foremost thank you for the honor of being on your podcast that that means a lot to me um especially being on the first one that's that's huge for me (laughs) Uh, because i know it's only going to grow and it's going to be something that's great 
But um, you can find me on on IG uh, as C Butler CGM. Uh, that's really the only thing I'm on. I, I know most people, we live in the era of social media, but for me, that's how I kind of keep a piece of myself. And yeah. maybe an Achilles heel to some extent, but if it's worth, you know, there's a price to pay for everything. But right. most of you catch me on IG. Um, and if you really, really know me, you got my number, you know how to find me. <laughs> so, um, you know, and Brandon always knows how to get a hold of me. Um, for anybody out there listening that that may have a specific question or that may need to, um, you know, just connect in some way, shape, or form. That's really it. Um, yeah. I try to keep my life simple because I think I had multiple social media. To be honest with you, yeah. Brandon, it was taking too much of my time because I didn't know how to space it out. I go yeah. from Facebook to IG to Twitter, and it was just too much in my, in my day. So I feel you. really, IG, IG I got everything but Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how to navigate those waters, you know, and that's one of the things I try to pick your brain on. So um, that's probably um, for backstage talk. But yeah, yeah C. Yeah, yeah. Butler, CGM on IG is where you can find me. And, and um, again, uh, let them know about uh, the movie on Amazon Prime. So make sure they go right. check that out. Um, yeah, the movie on Amazon Prime is called Insanity. It's um it's a horror film, Finnish horror film. It's got the um English subtitles, so you don't have to know Finnish. Um, <laughs> so it's um it's a it's an interesting piece. It's um I, I don't want to give it away, but it's about friends coming together and things happening. Um, but yeah, check that out. Be able to icebergs. That's uh coming soon, hopefully towards the back end of twenty twenty one. And yeah. um, also, uh, other project we have is Sleep Deprivation, where Brett Leonard is the, the director. Brett Leonard, you can look him up. He actually was the guy who discovered Russell Crowe. He directed Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington and Virtuosity back in 95, and he just finished Pride with Terrence Howard. That should be coming out in the next month. So man, we have too. a project coming up with him. Yeah. Hey, man, talk to him <laughs> nice. Chill out, chill out, man. Talk to him nice. <laughs> Hey, my boy out here working, We're working over here, man. We're working. Boy out here working, man. Y'all hear him out here, man. It's only a matter of time you're going to see him on that big, big shit. I don't know, man. With the way, the way that the pandemic is, I mean, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, that might yeah. be, that might just be the new wave. And guess what, yeah. people? Your boy got shares. So keep yeah. on watching. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, keep you on do. Watching. That's another thing we found out. The um, African Americans make up the highest number of monthly subscribers to Netflix, so that's why you're seeing a lot of content geared towards African Americans because that's the highest number of subscribers. Dear community, got, if you yep. please buy some Netflix, please. Yeah, I mean, I think Netflix is trending about what is it? How much is Netflix stock? I know we're supposed to cut this short, man, but this is this is the type of conversation. These are real conversations. Like Netflix right. is at five five hundred and sixty five dollars a share. That's still cheap. That's yeah. still cheap. It sounds like a lot, but it's still cheap. Get go out there yeah, and go get cheap. you about five <laughs> ten shares because Netflix is going to be probably one of those ten x companies in the next couple of years. So that's not inside. That's nice. listen. I am not a financial expert. I am not a stock expert. I do not know. That's I'm just basing it off the charts, people. That's it. Yes, sir. <laughs> But anyways, man, hey, Carlos, I appreciate you, brother, man. Uh, uh, thanks. Have a great night. Um, yeah. yeah, man. I wish you nothing but the best moving forward, my man. Same here, man. I know, I know we'll be in touch soon. And um, yeah. thank you all for taking the time. Appreciate you all. Yeah. And Teacher Lab, uh, Teacher's Lounge, that's episode one. He is C. Butler. I am Shooter. We out.
Generational wealth, that's the key. My parents ain't have shit, so that shift started with me. Generational Wealth University. Join the community on Discord by visiting www.generationalwealthuniversity.com. Discussing and providing resources on generational wealth, stock options, investing, business strategies, reseller sources, credit, taxes, real estate, and much more. Join the community on Discord by visiting www.generationalwealthuniversity.com and keep building generational wealth brick by brick.